you're listening to In The Know, a collection of career development insights and leadership experiences from INSEAD, the business school for the world. INSEAD is one of the world's top business schools, known for its global reach, diversity of its student body, and rigorous academic programs. And when it comes to preparing students for a career in consulting, INSEAD is second to none. From its strong connections with top consulting firms or its innovative courses and hands-on projects, INSEAD provides students with a comprehensive education that gives them the skills, experience and connections they need to succeed in this competitive field. In today's episode, we are joined by Stefan Pons and Walid Haddad. Stefan is in charge of the consulting sector globally at INSEAD. With his colleagues, he develops partnerships with the firms across the regions and helps them recruit the most suitable candidates. He also advises and prepares students who want to work in management consulting. Walid is a current MBA 23J student and a consultant at Strategy And, which is a part of the PwC network. Walid is what is considered an expert consultant with the INSEAD Consulting Club. This is where a group of current students have tried to reach out to all of the consultants in the cohort and try to match each of those consultants with mentees who are wanting to apply to consulting. So who better to get in the know and learn more about consulting than Stefan and Walid? You are listening to a podcast from INSEAD, the business school for the world. We're on the Singapore campus, which is a bit different for myself particularly, but you're both based here. We're going to discuss a topic that I think is going to be very, very much of interest to the MBA community in particular, but the NCA community because it's consulting and consulting comes up as a topic quite frequently at INSEAD and and that's what we're going to delve into today. So I guess to start with, let's just introduce the both of you because uh, I think you've both got a lot to share about this industry in particular. So I guess Walid, let's start with you and uh, introduce yourself. You know, where are you from? How do you get to where you are today? And uh, and what does consulting play in your life? Great, so uh, thank you, Luke, for having us. Uh, It's a great pleasure to discuss uh, consulting in general for uh, all the people and specifically for NCL community. Now, who am I? Uh, First, I am human, so to speak. (laughs) We tend to forget that with all the intensity that we are living in nowadays. Uh, I am uh, an architect by education and by profession. I've worked for a couple of years in architecture, so I'm a designer and a project manager, so to speak. I moved to consulting a couple of years ago. I am Lebanese, so I was based in Beirut for a couple of years, then moved to Dubai, and in general, for the Middle East and consulting, you serve all the region. So you are a Middle Eastern consultant, so to speak. Okay. Uh, And I've been in consulting since then. I've worked in healthcare, but mainly in, uh, in construction, real estate, and uh, tech recently. So yeah, like all the other consultants out there. (laughs) Yeah, cool, thank you. And Stefan, how about yourself? So I'm Stefan, I'm French. Uh, I'm a Singapore permanent resident as well. Before INSEAD, I was working in a chamber of commerce where basically I help entrepreneurs to set up their own company. Uh, It was a kind of a little advisory role, you know, helping them to set up the business, grow it, make it profitable. I moved to Singapore 15 years ago, my wife being a Singaporean. 
And when I applied to this business development job at that point in time, it said hard at Discover School that I fell in love with. And since that day, I covered the consulting sector. So over time, responsibility expanded. So now I have global responsibility for this industry. And my role is to help students secure the best job in the best companies. Mm, very nice. Very useful. <laughs> what sort of inspired you to pursue a career? I mean, we we're talking off microphone, I guess, just before about how did you get into this industry? Uh, it, it's it, it has an affinity with Insight, if you like, but how did you both individually come to, to consulting? I think consulting, it's a you know, the natural inclination to work with people. Okay. You know, I like advising people. I like uh, gaining some knowledge and sharing with knowledge with others. And there was a natural fit with the job. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And Wally? So I actually didn't know what consulting was uh, during my uh, university years. And the, maybe the, my biggest message today would be that really if I did it back then, that means everyone can do it if they want to. I didn't know what consulting was at all. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I remember back then I was I was working in Dar Dar Group, which is one of the biggest engineering firms in the world. And on a Thursday night, I received a call from a friend. He's a consultant, and usually, typically in the Middle East, consultants used to go back on a Thursday night uh, to their home base. Okay. And he tells me, "Come up tonight. I really want to show you something." Oh. So uh, I went up. He lives in the mountains, and he started showing me what consultants do. Back then, it was a corporate restructuring project, of course, a sanitized deck. So, uh, and then he showed me what are financial models. And I was an architect, you know, being there, working with different stakeholders, uh, drawing. Uh, it was different. Of course. And I spent the whole night just discussing about consulting. And it blew my mind, you know, this, this ability to really approach problems in a structured way and solve anything. It was, it was mind-blowing back then. Um, and he left me with a question. It was, how many gas stations are there in Lebanon? And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is new. And uh, this kept me thinking for a while. And I went into this you know, uh, journey of studying business, finance, marketing. My brother had me back then a lot. And uh, I did all what it takes discovering all the recruitment channels, uh, reaching out to people. And consulting is a people-related job, as mm-hmm. Stefan just uh, mentioned. And uh, I landed a job. I landed an interview with Strategy Hand, and uh, here I am now a sponsored consultant from Strategy Hand. Fantastic. And I, I guess the question on probably everyone's mind, do you, how many how many petrol stations are there in? Did you work <laughs> so there? So there are different ways of approaching <laughs> a market sizing problem. You need to segment the market in different size. You give it in different ways. There's a top-down approach and the bottom-up approach from the top-down approach. <laughs> we get the message. <laughs> yes. yes. Very nice. Delving into to your work particularly, can you give us an example of a project that you, you, know, you traditionally work with and how that sort of works in consulting compared to what projects other people might face in non-consulting backgrounds? So um, there are, if you want, you, we can uh, divide types of consulting projects into two main buckets. Again, hyper-structured, Stefan. So you have like the typical consulting projects that everyone knows, think about, has them in their visual memory where they're in an office, they are assigned an office, they are presenting to clients, this corporate setting. If I may uh, give an example of non-conventional projects, maybe this is much more interesting for the listeners. Sure. You have so many projects where you are actually on the ground 
at the frontiers of development. And I had one project, uh, it was a socio-economic development project for one of the most rural areas in a huge GCC country. The area is like the size of Greece, so it's huge. And we went there and we spent a year discovering the area, surveying the area, meeting with people on the ground, meeting with government officials, with, we did focus groups with each and every single fraction of the community. We did focus group with women. We did focus group with entrepreneurs, with uh, artisans, and we were just talking offline about artisans. And we did focus group with farmers mm. there. And we discovered this region, and then we did this huge workshop with all the key people from the region, 300 people, if I remember correctly. And we built the future and the vision of this region with the people there. Sure. And this is one of the most really impactful projects that I was on. And it is a non-typical project that usually gives a good flavor of uh, uh, what might come up along the road of a consultant, uh, consultant's journey. Moving into the bread and butter, I guess, of, of the episode here, we're going to discuss consulting and, and what it really is. Got here that uh, Consulting 101, I've titled it. So, you know, what is the fundamental principles of consulting, Stefan? Like, what, Waleed, you mentioned, I, I didn't even know what consulting is, and we're lucky because in you hear it all the time, but for the listener out there that may not be an understanding of what consulting is, what the whole sector includes, and what you should expect in a career in consulting, what does it look like? What What is a consultant? Okay, very good question, Look, So I think, we could simplify it by saying basically they are problem solvers. Right. Uh, before anything that they do, I think one of the key qualities is to be a good listener. To be a good listener, to be able to prompt her clients with the right question, to really try to understand the underlying factors, and to really go to the bottom of what matters for the client. Mm -hmm. Sometimes clients have some idea of where to answer maybe, or they want to reach out to a consulting firm to get confirmation that this is what they need to do. But I think a good consultant is going to remain objective, prompt the client properly, dig into the organization from C-suite up to five level below, and to really try to understand what the company can achieve next. Uh, the sector has drastically evolved over the past 15, 20 years. Now it's a lot more complex, but a lot more interesting mm. uh, in terms of the, the nature of the project covered by the consulting firm. So more and more clients are looking for a one shop that can do absolutely everything from strategy to implementation to technology and innovation mm -hmm. and find basically the new product, the new business models, the blue ocean strategy mm. that is missing in the organization. Okay. And you say more interesting, is it more interesting than it was in the past because it was generic in the past and now it's more specific? specific or more niche to the project they're working on? Yeah, it's a very good question. You know, uh, about 15 years ago, I still remember having some conversation and people said, we just do uh, pure strategy work. You uh, know, we don't do implementation, you know, dirty word. <laughs> it, uh, it takes two years to implement some of the recommendation. It would cost too much to the client, so we don't do it. Uh, okay. And they would not cover technology that would be managed by a different company. Sure. So you would have, at that point in time, 15 years ago, some company 
a pure expert in strategy. Mm -hmm. You would have other consulting firm doing implementation. Mm -hmm. And then you would have um, tech company doing the technology piece. Mm -hmm. So hundreds of vendors that the client can work with and a fun trying to figure out which one is the right one. Of course. Nowadays, clients are a lot more picky and things have evolved. You know, now you can go to Gardner and get inside about what is happening in a specific sector and what the, the CEO, the Fortune 500, are doing, what they're thinking of. So this information is available. You can buy it. So clients uh, of the consulting firm, they want a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. They are no longer after the best practices, but they're after the next practice, which is sure. basically what can we do next to be ahead of competitors. Yeah, okay. So it's a lot more interesting. And like I said, it's a one shop with all the different aspects of our, the work strategy, which represents nowadays just 20% of what consulting firms do. Mm -hmm. uh, strategy, strategy is embedded in all the core functions. You can have strategy in HR, in marketing, in finance, and so on. Mm -hmm. um, but they do a lot of implementation. They do a lot of technology, a lot of uh, innovation, launching new products, even new ventures. Mm -hmm. And uh, the consulting firms are, get, are getting more techy as well. Now they even do advanced AI. Ah, right, okay, of course, very topical. On top of what uh, Stefan was saying, and this is maybe specifically for people who are recruiting now our peers, we always see that consultants solve business problems. And it's the generic, you know, approach of, of answering this question, what do we do? Mm -hmm. We have the ability to solve any type of problem. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. But what do we actually do? As a core strategy work, it is important to know that we do corporate strategies. We identify visions and missions and strategic objectives for the companies with the C-suite and with the employees of the company. Sure. We trickle down these strategic objectives to initiatives and projects. Mm -hmm. We budget them mm -hmm. and we include them as part of financial forecast. Okay. We might do operating models where we design organization structures, processes, governance models, interaction maps. Mm -hmm. So there's a, quite a lot of things happening in the background of the we solve business problems and we solve complex problems. And on top of what you actually mentioned, yes, the industry has transformed the profession, so to speak. I call it, I, I say that consulting is a profession. It evolved so much during the past years. As Stefan said, you know, rightly, we now do implementation. Strategy and, for example, is part of PwC. Mm -hmm and we do implementation. We do project management work sometimes mm -hmm. because we have the ability to understand different stakeholders and manage different stakeholders in such a complex world that we live in. Awesome. We do digitization, we do facilitation. Mm -hmm. We have the capabilities and the will to sit with C-suites and understand their problems, their deepest problems, and facilitate the discussion between them to really understand what's happening in the company. And uh, it's, this work evolved and evolved, and now we're moving a lot into digitization, and uh, consulting companies are giving us trainings on digital products. We learn data analytics, Alteryx, data visualization, Power BI. We have a lot of these happening, mm -hmm. and it's becoming harder, so to speak, to become a consultant. Yeah. Two questions, I guess, to cover the rest of the audience. What's the typical customer that would come to a strategy company? We love all clients and all <laughs> customers. We welcome anyone, anywhere. Not just big companies, <laughs> so, small companies. So, um, look, in general, um, so as uh, also before, so first of all, we are an external, but unbiased. Yep. advisory position or profession sure. and we serve clients both in the public sector and private sector mm -hmm. in the public sector we serve governments 
we serve government entities and ministries, but also we serve government government related entities and government owned entities. Under the private sector, we serve companies and conglomerates, but also we serve departments, specific departments sure. within conglomerates, and we serve startups. And now also consulting companies are expanding into startups. You have BCGDV, all the companies you know are expanding into really venture capital, startup building, and startup uh, consulting. And it's it's a big field nowadays. It's, it's booming. It's really interesting because uh, the the consulting firms are known for working and advising the Fortune 500 around the world. But sure. over the past few years, some have gained a, a strong interest to support the unicorns. Mm-hmm. They see a huge potential in this company to do even better. And at some point, of course, they're going to basically replace uh, mm-hmm. the usual and current Fortune 500 companies. So they support them in their development. I found that really interesting. Yep. Very nice. Final question on sort of basics of consulting is the major players in the space. Who are the, we've heard about what the role of consulting is, but who are the, the companies, consulting companies that we often refer to? I mean, there's, there's a plethora of, uh, of companies out there, but are there major players in this space? It's mm. a very good question. <laughs> so there are lots of amazing players, big, small, specialized, generalist, and uh, we try our best to open students' mind to all this amazing company to find the right fit. Sure. Of course, strategy is one of the big companies. <laughs> they... I'm not going to say otherwise. Uh, I love the company. I love the people. But I would say, you know... We are strongest with our people, and uh, I think you know that. It's all about people. Yes. yes. But, you know, if we, if we ask students in the classroom which firm they know most, what they've heard in the press, and so on, they will come up with this acronym MBB, yes. which stands for McKinsey, Ben, and BCG. Yeah. Uh, so they're a heavily consulting firm. They're a great company to work for, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, so yes, uh, not to be anchored on strategy and, but uh, MBBs are like the brand companies where all newcomers to consulting, so to speak, or to the field of consulting know about. Yes. They are present online, they're branded. And these are pure strategy houses that are now moving towards implementation. <laughs> you have a lot of strategy houses. We have Strategy Ant, a yeah. report of PwC. We have Kearney. <laughs> we have now Accenture, who was moving more and more into strategy. Monitor Deloitte. Right, Monitor Deloitte, part of Deloitte. So we have a whole plethora of consulting companies, whether they are standalone, or part of larger companies, or even there's a big part of consulting that no one talks about. It's corporate strategy. You know, these huge departments within big companies that are maybe standalone companies by themselves, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so there's a huge plethora of companies uh, that are out there, uh, and uh, you can differentiate them in so many ways. You can choose the right one for you while you are applying in so many different ways. I can also Stefan can comment a lot on this. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the point you made earlier that uh, it's sort of a feel for everyone. You don't have to be a specialist in consulting. You can come from lots of different backgrounds and that adds to, you know, the diversity story that we play at INSEAD and, and the diverse backgrounds and thoughts that come from different, mm-hmm. different professions and different experiences. Talking about that, wanting to know, people thinking, oh, maybe consulting's for me or maybe I want to know more. What is a typical day in the life of a consultant and how, how does that come about and, and what do you experience in a traditional day in consulting? So uh, so I'm glad that we talked about the non-traditional project at the beginning. You know, sure. we talked about this huge rural socioeconomic development project. Now, a traditional day in the life of consultant, um, you wake up. Get a coffee. You get a coffee. <laughs> you can't spend it. You get a coffee probably from a hotel. 
Um, and then you move with your team to a client's office. It's a pure team-oriented environment. You move with your team to the client's office, and you are usually assigned an office in uh, your client's uh, you know, environment or space. Uh, then you spend the whole day either building your project, analyzing data, building relationship with the clients, or interviewing the clients, getting more data, sanitizing it, double checking it with the client. And most of your days, especially if you are on site, you spend it with the client without actually, you know, producing this huge amount of work that people know about. Mm. And then when you finish, you go, usually you grab, grab a bite, mm. you get a break, then you go back to the office. It's a typical day at the office. Mm-hmm. And then you get your afternoon break. And after the afternoon break, consulting starts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the team meets up, debriefs on the day, debriefs with the partners, with the seniors, and they put a plan. Usually it's a weekly plan consulting because it is a super fast paced environment. So usually sometimes we have two days planned, one day planned and really a weekly plan to deliver uh, upon our cons- our client's request. We debrief on the day, as I said, and we start producing what needs to be produced, what needs to be analyzed, and we plan the next day accordingly. So this is a typical, typical day without any bumps. You know, sure. sometimes you jump on a call with the, with the CEO, and this changes your whole month. <laughs> sometimes you jump on a call with the C-suite, and you have an ad hoc that you need to uh, address. Sometimes there's a change in the market that really puts all the team on hold, or if I may say, uh, uh, ready for a huge fight yes. coming from an external uh, stimulus, so to speak. Sure. Back in the COVID days, consultants just halted and moved to a whole new model. Mm-hmm. All strategies changed in one day. All plans changed in one day. So there is a routine. But usually people who go into consulting are going in for the ride, not yes. for the routine. Yes, right? sure. It's a whole roller coaster out there. Yeah. And to explain, I mean, uh, the listeners can't see but the benefit of being here. I mean, you were talking before both uh, about being people orientated and, and, and communicating and connecting. I mean, when you mentioned your afternoon session and then when that's when consulting started, your whole face lit up and you were clearly reminiscing in that positive yes. experience. And it's nice to see and clear to see that you know you do have to be uh, really willing to communicate and connect with people exactly. which is really passionate cool. yeah exactly. passion is key in consulting if you are not passionate for first your company mm-hmm. second your client and third working with people mm. like uh, we all grow together in consulting and sure. you need to support the other you need to mentor yep. to be mentored yep. to help others grow mm. and at the same time deliver results mm. I mean you're spending 10-12 hours per day with the same people with the same team yeah. uh, you need to enjoy it you have to enjoy it or else okay. I, I like what you say earlier when you talk about facilitating I think there's yeah. a lot of that you know consultants are really structured by definition mm-hmm. and yeah. company or not so basically they need some people who are uh, methodology Mm-hmm. who can basically make assemble uh, the team within the company and make them talk mm-hmm. they need to try to understand basically where the solution is because most of the time people have great ideas within the organization they just need someone to unleash like a voice to have a voice yeah exactly. sure okay. yes. and you use the word offline once uh, hyper structured uh, we <laughs> are hyper structured yeah, yeah so it's good but it's a good thing yeah. yes yeah. yes 
And so you describe going to the, the client's place of business, if you like, to, to create a lot of your, your work. How much of consulting is traveling out of your home location, let's say? So, um, you know, work from, working from home was a thing during COVID. Nowadays, there are flex agreements with consultants where they are not constantly traveling sure. to clients' offices. That being said, uh, clients are now requesting all consultants to go back on site because being present on site in front of the client is totally different. Of course. Nowadays, like some clients are requiring full presence on site. Some clients are requiring initial presence where you need to be there, gather data, interview clients, understand their challenges, their objectives. And then you move into a home-based model or an office-based model. Mm. And then you move back to the client's office to really deliver the strategy, present it and deal with the clients. At the same time, you find a lot of clients who are actually requesting people to stay at home. Mm. But the home model is not there anymore. Consultants are going back to the office, you know, because it's a people-related business. Yes, I mean, you want to spend mentioned. 12 hours on your uh, laptop? No, you want to go grab a coffee, you know, uh, sit a bit with the partner, have this small discussion with higher-ups, uh, yeah. mentor people. Uh, you, you know, something funny, but one of the partner told me before is that during the peak of the COVID, when everybody worked from home using Zoom, said the most difficult part is when you basically deliver the result. You do your presentation in front of the client and they're all in Zoom with small pictures and you cannot read the room. So uh, if you present face to face, you can see if people disagree, agree yeah. with you, they not, you know, uh, or they shake their head. So at least you can jump on that and explain a little bit further, but on Zoom it's very difficult. Yes. yes. And I can add also to that, that real relationships with clients are built before meetings and yeah. after mm. meetings. Yes. On lunches, yeah. on quick, you know, uh, coffee breaks. Yeah. This is where you build the relationship. This is where you understand people. This is where you see their deepest desires, their deepest needs, their objectives, their challenges. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we are going back on site, that's for sure. Sure, great. Moving into the the consulting mindset, um, because we've explained some of the traditional focuses and, and I guess personalities that could be attracted to this role. How do you approach problem solving? And uh, you know, in, in consulting, what sort of role does critical thinking play in the industry? Go, Stefan. Thank you for the question. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think problem solving. It's, um, I think, like I said earlier, you know, I think it's really important to understand what needs to be analyzed. And the beginning, the, it's the foundation of the project. So you really need to spend enough time to clarify what needs to be clarified because you know you can go back to the office and start doing something that is not what the client is expecting, mm-hmm. and then they'll be really upset later on. So you really need to really clarify. What is uh, the key issue here? Is it profitability? Is it competition? Is it capability? So we need to to go at the bottom of it. Uh, Problem solving is really to think out of the box. You know, you may have some tools that you've gained in your MBA school and in the company you're working for, but you need to also work hand in hand with the client to get insights from them. Critical thinking to me, it's uh, the ability to not to say what the client doesn't want to hear. It's not easy. You know he's going to scream at the top of his lungs, but you need to have basically the confidence that you know if it's something that needs to be addressed, if it's something that the clients need to hear, you need to be to say it. Uh, 
I, what I like a lot about the, the consulting work is that we work on multiple scenarios. One, one, they have really clearly defined what they need to work on. They work on different scenarios to fit, figure out which one will lead to the highest return, the highest income, sure. uh, I would say the, 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 the highest result for the client. And, and, and then they present these different recommendations for the client to consider uh, different options and the one that they think would be the most suitable. And I found that really, really, really nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, again, on problem solving and solving complex problems and critical thinking, um, there is one, several ways to approach problem solving. And one main approach that consultants do is they first interview the client. We understand their challenges and their objective, both professional and personal. Because mm. everyone in a huge corporation has his own personal agenda. Of course. And you need to understand that politically and not talk about it, you know? And then we request data. We sanitize this data. We double check it. We analyze it. And then we, or concurrently, simultaneously, so to speak, we put like a framework of analysis, using it to approach the problem in a systematic way. And then we employ something called a hypothesis-driven approach. And this is what you were talking about, where we really test different scenarios, different hypotheses to see what suits the client, what can solve the client's challenges, and what can cater for the client's goals. And based on that, we stress test these hypotheses with the data, with the client, with the C-suite, and then we provide recommendations for the client. And nowadays, as we were saying, we move to implementation. So um, this is uh, like a, a systematic way of approaching problem solving. Now on critical thinking, so I think mainly um, one main thing is to really approach and read data critically. So what does the client want to share, what they missed on sharing, and what they even don't know. So this is the data. And we it's also a personal and social you know, approach where, as I said before, you need to understand the agenda of the company and the agenda of the people within the company. And these are two sometimes divergent things. It's an art to read between the lines. You you can gather data and have all the numbers in a nice spreadsheet. You need to be able to read between the lines. And the same applies when you work with people. Yeah. Breaking into consulting. Uh, We've talked, I guess, about coming from different professions, different um, departments even, but people out there thinking, you know, consulting sounds good. I like working with people and getting to know different connections. What advice do you both have for aspiring consultants or people interested in the in the consulting industry? And how can they best prepare themselves for a career in consulting? Very good question. So I think what I say to the students is, you know, uh, when you come to inside, you have lots of people who are targeting consulting very quickly. Mm. So then you can be easily tempted to follow the group and say, okay, look, let's apply to McKinsey and the other firms and start cracking cases. I think the first thing I say to the student in one-on-one is reflect. Look at the past, since your young age, all your achievement, academic, professional, look at your personality traits, you know, what makes you you, what makes you successful. So that's the first layer. The second layer is to talk to people around you, you know, your, your partner, your parents, your siblings who know you really well, your best friend, who can uncover the, 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 the uh, I would say, the, your blind spot. So first, really get to know yourself and then understand what the consulting job is all about. Mm. Clients, they want the crystal ball answers. They want to know what is coming up next. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can have assumption, you can look at data and extrapolate, uh, but nobody really knows what the future is made of. So 
you take risk and sometimes people may not feel comfortable working with people from sectors they don't really understand because they're young consultants, they still have a lot to learn. You will gain confidence over time as you will climb up the ladder in, in the consulting world and you will feel uh, very comfortable, but at the beginning it can be difficult. Mm. So I think the first step is really to do this self-reflection, um, uh, asking people who know you, around you, to get the advice, who can uncover skills that you have that would help you to be an excellent consultant. Or they may say, look, you know, we know you really well. You, you're more of an expert. You want to know a sector by heart, otherwise you would not feel comfortable in front of a client. So attention, it may not be for you. So this is the first step. The second step is like um, uncover the players. Try to discover what are all these companies made of. What do they do? How they differentiate themselves from the others in terms of culture, type of work. Find the right fit uh, for you. With regards to preparation, there's a lot of happening when you join in SEAD. Uh, you know, we have lots of case workshops, fit workshops. Yeah. Uh, we organize this with external providers, with the company we work with. We have lots of sponsor students on campus to also support their peers, to guide them, to answer any questions they may have. So there's, a, there's lots of things happening here to make it work. And ultimately it works. Uh, it works pretty well. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And yourself, Olive, from a different lens, I guess? So from a different Now we have uh, our one and only expert in recruiting and in consulting, <laughs> Stefan. So <laughs> if I may add, uh, uh, so I just want to add that the case interview is a micro environment, very micro environment that gives applicants a flavor of what consulting is. Mm. You need to work with uncertainty. You need to work with people or with interviewer that you don't know. You need to build a relationship with that interviewer in this one hour. You need to also study and analyze immense amount of data in a short amount of time. So this is all like a small environment through which you can understand and get the flavor of what is consulting. Mm -hmm. Now you asked a big question, how can we prepare people for consulting to give them a flavor of what consulting get? So can I use the rule of three here? <laughs> so. Number one, really prepare yourself for a feedback environment. It is a feedback environment where everyone gives feedback, everything is criticized, and this should be taken positively. We have to roll with the punches and learn how to grow. Both be mentored and mentor. Mm -hmm. Take feedback and give feedback. It's a feedback environment. Second, even if this is a negative, maybe stereotype, or you don't think like that, but you have to be humble. Because when you go into consulting, you are never the big person. Sure. You will always be reviewed by a senior. You will be reviewed by your juniors with 360 reviews. You will be reviewed by your clients. You will be reviewed by your support staff. You will be reviewed by experts. You will be reviewed by the market because you are out there. So you are always being assessed and reviewed. And last, maybe prepare yourself for huge criticism. Mm. I mean, consulting is not an easy job at all, right? And you know, they, they tell the joke, uh, take my watch and tell me the time, right? <laughs> so as we've discussed, uh, consulting is a big part of INSEAD and has been for a long period of time. And part of that, there's many, many clubs that people can join when at INSEAD. One of the big clubs is consulting and a consulting club that students can participate in. Uh, well, you've got 
some experience with that club and please share with us some of the experiences that you get within that club. Thank you, thank you, Luke. So, um, uh, so basically, I'm not officially part of the consulting club. Uh, I'm an expert consultant with the consulting club. A big shout out to the current leadership with Victor, uh, Shivani, Virginia, and all the team. They are putting so much effort to deliver, you know, and to facilitate with the recruitment companies to really transmit a lot of messages from CDC, and they're working so hard on that. So, a big shout out to them. Um, uh, but we also formed like an expert team. It's a huge team. To name a few, there's Johan, uh, Virginia, uh, Kevin on board, Simon on board, Andrew on board, and all of the team is working really tediously to build this mentor-mentee project. It was an initiative that became a project under really the patronage of uh, Stefan. And um, basically what we did is we tried to reach out to all the consultants in our cohort. And we tried to match the consultants who have a bit of time with mentees who uh, want to apply to consulting, so new applicants. And this happens every year. It happens sometimes informally, sometimes formally, sometimes through CDC, sometimes through the consulting club. So our aim this year, hopefully, is to try to standardize mm. this project and this process sure. with a small manual, with the tools that we use, the messages that we used, uh, and really try to transfer it from year to year, across generation, through the consulting club and through CDC with Stefan, to really add value to the applicants that are coming here at Insail. Because we can really avoid repeating the same mistakes. Sure. We can have more and more people involved because it's a formal initiative that can be part of CDC. Yep. And as I always say, like uh, a tree grows tall, but the forest grows indestructible. Ah, Imagine now, nice. we are more than 180 people involved in this. Everyone is talking, mm -hmm. everyone is, you know, mentoring, everyone is being mentored. And now peers also are working hand in hand. Also, the consulting club launched the, uh, uh, the case club. They included MIMS, 23Ds and 23Js. And everyone is casing with everyone. And it's so beautiful to see you yeah. walk now and the, because the yard and the, everything is full. Yeah. Everyone is casing, everyone is preparing for recruiting and we are marching towards recruiting season together. And that's beautiful to see. Yeah, that's beautiful to see. Very nice message. Thank you for sharing. How would you describe consulting to someone who's never heard of consulting before, Stefan? Consulting is the heart of solving problems, working with clients to understand uh, what they want to address and to use the proper tools to find a suitable solution. Very nice. Yourself, Walid? Misi, please fix. <laughs> Let's jump on a call. <laughs> very nice, very succinct. What is the most common question people ask about consulting? I guess the different responses you each other get, but let's start with Stefan. The, the question that comes all the time, 100 times per year, is in which location should I work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And is there a correct response to that? It's specific to each individual. Of course. And uh, so it's really interesting because students can apply for some company up to three different locations. Okay. And then they want to figure out where if they should put all their eggs in the same basket. Many of the students who come to INSAT, their ambition to make a geographic switch. And sure. they hope that with the MBA, they can make this switch. Yep. But you know, they also need to understand what company value and where they see a fit. So it's always a question of where would you be happy to work and where would you add the most value for the client? Sure. Okay. Well, Luke, how about yourself? 
So um, the biggest question we get is, what do you do? <laughs> and uh, then we get, how much do you earn? Ah, yes. And third, do you actually do something? <laughs> More something than that. <laughs> okay. okay, very nice. Consultants possess a variety of skills, as we sort of covered. Which is the most important skill for a consultant to possess? The most important skills are the soft skills. So usually in order to be successful in consulting, you need to have hard skills and soft skills. Hard skills, you have analytical, consultative and problem-solving skills. But that you can always learn. Soft skills is the ability to work with others, the ability to influence others without having authority on them. It's the ability to transfer knowledge. And that is critical to be a great consultant. Mm. Great. Well, it have itself. So again, like the hard skills, you, you can learn them, you can get them. Part of hard skills also project management, quantitative, all of these. But uh, the biggest part in consulting is the soft skills. And mm. maybe approachability. You need to be approachable mm. because you need it in the company and outside the company. A big thing is also communication. So it's not... It's, you really need to know how to communicate the message, both in a structured way and in a passionate way. Mm. It's very hard. Uh, you learn it during consulting and you get beaten up along the way yeah. if you don't know how to communicate. It's, yeah. uh, it's a skill that you learn. And along the way, you start learning how to become crisp and really straight to the point. Mm. 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 Right. Final question then. Uh, what is the future of consulting? Maybe this is a, a huge, it could be a podcast episode in itself, I feel. So yeah, what is, the, what is the future of consulting? What are the trends and what predictions do we have? Looking into that crystal ball that the customers want. Uh, yeah, what do we feel from the both of you that's the future of consulting? Thank you. So I think, you know, we've seen the consulting sector evolving uh, drastically over the past uh, 15 years. Uh, I think the future is one shop where basically clients can address all the, the, the key concerns that they are, solve all type of problems from strategy to implementation to technology to digital transformation to launching new ventures to finding blue ocean for their, their own business. Uh, so basically clients are more tuned to find some company that can help them from the beginning until the end. Mm. They want people who can unleash the potential of their employees and project manage. And companies find that building a relationship with a consistent consultant is really important, I guess, to help yes, understand yes. both each other, I, I imagine. Yes, and in the future also is really, really interesting because there was a time when basically company would just do their own work and they would see others as direct competitors. Mm. But things are evolving in an interesting way. Now you have consulting firm working together, sure. partnering with some big tech company or some small startup specialized in, let's say, user experience. Mm. They also partner with academics to assemble teams of experts who can really help the clients beyond their expectations. Fantastic. Malid, how about yourself? What's the so, future of consulting? So Stefan uh, said it rightly. Uh, he talked about moving a lot into implementation. There's a lot of digitization that's happening. There's a lot of project management that's happening. There's a lot of stakeholder management that's happening. But um, again, cons uh, clients specifically, are searching for real stuff. Strategy made real, we say strategy end. So um, they are searching for long-term relationships. There are secondment models that are happening nowadays. They are obliging consulting companies to coordinate, as Stefan said. Mm. They are requesting that sometimes. Consulting companies now are bringing experts 
surveying companies, tech companies, uh, engineering companies, all the types of companies are getting on board to create this consortium of companies that serve conglomerates, that serve unicorns, that serve the market. And this is where the market is moving. And hopefully it will move more and more towards more collaboration between all these giants uh, uh, that are moving the market. Mm, very nice. That brings us to the end of quickfire questions. All I've got left to do is thank you both very much for your time. I thought I knew a lot about consulting being here at INSEAD, but uh, I must admit I've learned plenty today. So thank you very much for sharing your insights. It's a pleasure. And uh, all I can do is uh, wish you the, both the very best for your future careers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of In The Know. If you want to find out any additional information on the career and leadership topics discussed today, head to inthenow.insead.edu forward slash podcast. If you want to know more about any of INSEAD's master programs, head to insead.edu.